0: Maybe you don't, you know, you know, you're not going to go to Tahiti to open a bar, but maybe you could learn to be a mixologist for tropical drinks, and you could do that at your, you know, cousin's baby shower or something. That there are ways to introduce even the things that seem so unrealistic, there are ways to introduce pieces of them into your life.
1: So, Pete, I met one of our fans recently. You uh, did?
2: Recently, yes. Where? Out in, the, out in the actual world? Out in the world, Holy yes. Smokes. I was at
1: an event, and uh, Dr. Rata Krell was there. Yep. As our listeners know, she's a frequent contributor here talking about things at the Science Building. And uh, she introduced us to her significant other, and he said, Oh, you're the radio guy. Nice. Yeah. And then he said, you're hilarious.
2: <laughs> and then you woke up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I invited him onto the show.
2: Oh, that's great. I've been to Dr. Carl's house because we shot a video there years ago, but I don't. I didn't meet her significant other.
1: He's a very nice and good-looking guy. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we should... Uh, and a good liar. The...
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Steinmetz, here with Pete Puccio and Destiny Samuel, and this is At WCSU, the podcast that tells you almost everything you need to know about Western Connecticut State University. And today, we're going to have us uh, on as a guest, Dr. Mary O'Neill. She's an adjunct professor here who teaches a very interesting life design course that Pete and I think every student should
2: take. Yeah, it was great. It, it I was worried at one point that it was going to be one of those like ya yeah, ya yeah kind of things. Yeah, or or I don't even know what you call it but like where they teach you like this is how to use a fire extinguisher. This is how to balance your <laughs> checkbook. Like it wasn't it wasn't that kind of thing. It was a more sort of holistic and um you know, it's a both down to earth but also philosophical yes, kind of thing. Yeah. it but was more uh, to it than this is what laundry soap is right. and you know that kind of thing. That's what I was a little how to bit get worried along about with your so. roommate. Yeah. That was exactly. great. Yeah. Really
1: cool. So uh, it's how to um, make your life better, which we're all about here at WCSU. Yeah. And then we'll bring in Destiny Samuels. Samuel, our co-host, who talks about all the things that are going on at Westcom from the student point of view. And that's always interesting.
2: Yeah, Destiny's great. Yeah. She did a- not disappoint. After no. last week, I was worried she was going to come back and be a little uh, a little cooler, but uh, no. Oh, no. No, no. No. She still has all the energy. Yeah, she's great. She makes us look like we're dead. Uh, Well, (laughs) we're not dead, right? No, we are I don't think so. All right, not yet.
1: And uh, what else is going on, Pete? Oh, the uh, president of the university and the provost, Dr. Paul Barron and Dr. Missy Alexander, are going to be talking to the... Student Government Association General Assembly on Thursday at four. Great, it's over in the ballroom on the west side,
2: and that's open to everybody, right? It is. Yeah, yeah.
1: you can come and listen. They're going to, uh, Doctor Barron will make some statements about where we are at this point of the semester, and then the uh, unit for the university and answer questions. And we expect students to ask about things they may have read or heard about campus or university finances and about um there's a plan to uh has been proposed to close the majors for some social sciences uh disciplines they'll still be teaching all those social sciences here but uh, there's uh, you may not be able to major in it afterwards Uh, after this um, next semester.
2: So if you want to learn some actual information about it and not just what you may be hearing through the grapevine, this is a great place to uh, go and hear it straight from I was going to say the horse's mouth, but let's not go there. Uh-huh. Straight from the president. <laughs> Straight from the president,
1: and uh, you know he'll answer uh, the questions from the people who have um, who are uh, skeptical about uh, things that are going on. Here yeah, too.
2: and and from what I've been able to see, he's really great about doing that, mm-hmm. answering questions with actual answers, even if that answer is "I'll get back to you." He's. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I've been impressed with how he's how he's done that. Yes, he's very straightforward. Yep. Yeah.
1: So that's kind of the highlight of the week. Great. Yeah. Do you know of anything else interesting going on here?
2: No. it's We were we were so slammed with athletics and everything like that. I was kind of in, a, mm. in the bunker, and uh, so I'm coming out of it now. But it seems like we're in kind of a slow part of the semester. Everybody's really hunkered down for academic stuff. There's not a ton of events right now. Um, yeah.
1: But speaking of athletics, uh, we... Uh, had that great football win a couple of weeks ago now, or a week and a half ago, and uh, the football team had a really good season. And the same day the football team played their last game and won, we were hoping that the men's and women's soccer would win and go to the NCAAs.
2: They both came up just short. but uh, It was very sad. Yeah, great semifinal wins for both. And then uh, it, it was a long battle. Uh, at least the men's game that was played here, and uh, just just shy at the end. But it was it was a loose to sh- it was a, to a shootout, which is yeah. tough. Yep. But they had a great season. They were what twenty
1: twenty one and
2: one when it was all said and done. Yeah, I think I guess so. They so. were
1: undefeated until that
2: yeah. last game. Yep. which was stolen from them. <laughs> but yeah, it was great to great to watch that and uh, basketball starting up, and uh, and then we go into the spring sports. Yeah. So basketball's always fun too. Yeah. And I think swimming is
1: oh, I think you're right.
2: Going or just about to start. Right. So um Yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on that stuff. All the scores, all the highlights. Yeah.
1: Is Bart Presterna still doing his podcast or is that just football season? I
2: think they're coming back in uh, soon to do, like, a season wrap-up, and mm. then I think they'll start bringing in their guests again. It just it got too crazy during the season. Uh, we had a few interviews canned, and we were doing some, and then it just, you know, it got hectic. Oh, so, yeah. But hopefully, yeah, they should be uh, – I know they had a bunch of people lined up, so hopefully those will start up again real soon. It's not really a competing podcast. It's a, a – Complimentary. Complimentary podcast, yeah. To at WCS. No overlap, really.
1: No. As long as you remember, at WCSU is the is the number one podcast, <laughs> and the others are kind of second, third. Sure, first. sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: We're award-winning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along.
1: So, Mary, you're involved with a fairly new program here at WestCon. Uh, can you describe that for us?
0: So... I teach a course in a suite of three courses that um, are out of the Career Success Center, uh, which is directed by Kathleen Lindenmeyer. And these three courses are one-and-a-half credit, eight-week courses that are in um, more of a pilot phase to see how they work, how students respond, if they fill gaps that the students have in terms of their um, knowledge of how to conduct their lives after they leave here. And so I teach a Designing Your Life class, which is a Stanford-based methodology. It's CED110 for anyone who wants to sign up. And it basically is, um, I went to be trained through the Stanford me- methodology. It was online. and
1: Stanford University. Yes.
0: And I am a, a certified university educator. And it's a Methodology that takes design thinking principles that would inform how you design a nifty computer mouse and it applies them to how you think about your life. Hmm. So there's ideation, divergent thinking, convergent thinking, radical collaboration, prototyping and and these methods I keep using that word, but that's what it is uh, are used to help students think about how they might design many lives because we all have more than one life in us that could provide us with fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the course, and it's very hands-on.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so which students take this these courses? How do you convince them to sign up for it?
0: Um, I don't do any of the convincing. I'm hoping word of mouth gets around, but uh, they might hear... F- of it through just open close or through their academic advisor, through um, other students saying, you've got to take this class. Um, Some students, it's very practical. They are shy uh, a credit, and this kind of fits the bill for them. Mm -hmm. We have freshmen through senior. So it's a whole gamut, all majors, all years. uh, And it applies to everyone because one of the big Uh, principles of design thinking is really accurately and compassionately assessing where you are now. So everybody is starting at a different place. Mm. And and embracing that that's where you're starting from helps direct you or anchor you, not in a bad way, but anchor you in in the way where to go. Because you if you were to plan a journey, you'd need to have a starting point, as well as a place you'd like to get to. Mm -hmm. So Everyone, it's very individualized in that way. Everyone is starting from where they are, and there's nothing assumed like that you've taken algebra or intro to chem that everyone is fully qualified to start where they are. Hmm.
1: And every student is could take this class, right, and benefit from it. I,
0: I believe so. And from the reflections that I've read of that students have written at the end of the the eight week um, semester, they feel empowered, less anxious, and very hopeful about that they have what it takes to find their way forward. They may not have all the answers, but they know how to go about finding them.
1: Hmm. So the people at Stanford who uh, began this, they were engineers and designers, and did they know what they were setting out to try to do, or did they just have some kind of weird idea about it?
0: Well, I think it's a combination of all of the above. They, they prototype, they had a, a core idea, like a germ of an idea that they were thinking about of how to help students think about their future. This kind of iteration of design thinking has been years in the making. I mean, they had to go through their own process of convincing people at their university that this was worthwhile, and now they train teachers um, all over the world, and they, it's a required class. I believe they have a graduate program called the D School, hmm. um, and, and it's been very successful and impactful. So I think they, it's been some trial and error and a lot of belief hmm. in, in what they were doing.
1: Can you walk us through what a student will learn or how how you go about teaching them in this course?
0: Yeah, so the first step, as I said, is we do exercises to help point the student to where they are now. Um, Design thinking isn't just about thinking and writing. It's about talking about things, visualizing them, so they use uh, gauges and tanks that are full or not full so you have this uh, a more visual element and you write about it and you talk about it and those levels of bringing things out of you each requires something else of you and makes it more concrete because once you start sharing what you want to do or where you want to go with other people it takes on a life of its own. So we start with that you are here assessment. We do several exercises to help people get there, um, get their idea of where they are. Then we work on um, two reflections called a work view and a world view. And these are basically your philosophy of work, not a job description, but what you think work is for, what it should provide you, what the role of other people um is in your life with regard to work? Should you be serving others? Are you taking from them? What does society provide you for work? And then you work on your life view uh, or worldview, and that is basically, what do you think we're here for? Why are we here? What is... Is there some grand purpose? Is there no inherent meaning in life? And you decide it along the way. Um, You
1: don't have students start sobbing during class or anything, right?
0: No, I do get... uh, Students are it's a privilege to hmm. read what students will share with you in in their reflections and journals it's very heartfelt it's very authentic they're they're concerned they're anxious they don't really know how to work through that anxiety that they could ask for help in certain ways that they could think about their life differently than than just strictly what their major is or what their families have kind of dictated for them or, or shown them. And so it's, it's very, I think it's very liberating to plant those seeds or to have those seeds planted. And after the, the work view and the life view, you, you try to examine those for whether they seem like they're coherent because design thinking, it's, it's not just your work life. Separate from your other life, everything is organic and together. And, and you can't think of one without thinking of the other. Another important aspect of life design is that it's not trying to, to get you to ditch your life and move to a beach location. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about taking baby steps in a sustainable way in the life that you're living right now and to try to see the spaces where you might make a little bit of an adjustment that could lead to the next step. And so I feel like that's the most important thing that I need to drive home to students is that this is about small changes that you feel like you could be successful at, so you build the confidence. So for example, if, if a student decides that their health, um, we have this workplay um health love gauges. And so they say, maybe I'm not working out as much as I would like to. And then I say, okay, so what's this what's a small accessible change that you could make in that? Well I could work out more often. And then I really have to force them, not in a physical way, mm-hmm. <laughs> to really drill down. Okay, so what does that mean? Well I'd go to the gym once a week. Okay, so What day would you go? Where is this gym? Would you put the workout gear in your car? What would you do while you're there? Is an hour too much? Maybe you need to think about walking around the block once and build up from there. Because the key is to start making small changes that you can sustain and that you feel good about so you're motivated to take another one. So I think that's really important because we get that New Year's resolution mindset, like I'm going to exercise every day For the rest of my life, and then after day five, you're back on the sofa again. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to avoid. Mm -hmm. We want to give people hope and permission to think differently.
1: It's really a combination of philosophical and practical steps, right?
0: And that's why I'm the perfect person to teach it, (laughs) because I have a background in philosophy, and I've done some work in career development at um, a local high school in, in my region and I, I totally agree with you. I'm so glad you picked up on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you explained it well.
0: <laughs> so, um, and then what happens next? Then we work on some Odyssey plans, which are three iterations of your future life. One of them is the path that you're on. One of them is if that path got swallowed up into the earth, what would your fallback be? And the other one, the third one is what would you do if money were no object and you didn't care what people thought? Hmm. And you go out five years and put things that you would do for your personal and professional life. And then from there, you prototype. And prototyping is really where the empowerment comes in. It's taking some of those steps in those Odyssey plans and figuring out how you can get more information in a low-risk, low-stakes, low-expense way. Mm-hmm. And that's what prototyping is, pipe cleaners and duct tape. But instead, you're using prototyping conversations and experiences. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to know what it was like to say I have in one of my plans that I want to be a podcaster,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would maybe seek you out and talk to you about your journey. It's not an it's not a informational interview where I'm handing you my resume. It's me asking here your story because that gives me information to think about so that I can figure out, okay, what's the next step I could take? Or I might ask if I could job shadow you Mm -hmm. for a day and see what it's like to do your job. And then I would ask you for other people that I could talk to. And suddenly students are very hesitant to ask for that kind of help. I mean, we, we tend to think of our job search as this individualistic I have to make it happen. It's got to come mm-hmm. from me. When in reality, we are helped by people all along and people are so happy to talk about what they do and and help college students. I keep saying, play that college card. People love. You're like the adorable little puppy in the window. They want to help you. So Work the alumni, work the professors and and um, staff at this school. Everybody has a really interesting story. Even, and your parents'
1: friends, you can ask them.
0: Exactly, your parents' friends. Even I find students who um, ultimately talk to their family members about what they do, whether it's siblings or parents or uncles or aunts. They write in their reflections how they never had a conversation with that family member before. They never knew them in that way. Mm. And I, I feel like that's been an unattended side effect of this, is this kind of um, getting to know a family member differently or hearing what it's like to work or their frustrations or what they love about their jobs. So so that's the prototyping. And then there are just some other little um, exercises that we do, decision matrices, um, uh, failure, reframes, things like that. So it's it's very, design thinking has a bias to action. So students can sometimes be overwhelmed by the number of things that they have to do, but nothing that they do should take more than 30 minutes. It's mm-hmm. quick because mm-hmm. you don't want judgment to come in and, and kind of squash out the creativity because that's an enemy of design thinking. Mm. So it's everything's supposed to be quick. And and we spend a lot of time in class working on these things so that I can walk around and give students feedback or answer questions or help get them unstuck. So it's it's a very interactive um, process.
1: Mm -hmm. You mentioned that it doesn't matter if you're shy or uh, love to talk. But how do you get those shy students who don't talk about or afraid to talk about themselves to come out in this process?
0: Um, so that's a good question. A lot of it is written reflection. So I get each. It's it's much different than teaching philosophy, which was what I taught here before, mm-hmm. because I'm not really. Assessing in Philosophy 100 whether the student understands Plato's cave allegory. Mm-hmm. Each reflection that the student writes is about them. And so I try to make my responses very bespoke mm-hmm. to what they're talking about. And I feel like that being seen and heard helps students come out of that shell Mm -hmm. whether it's on blackboard or in class and then there's a lot of sharing with because part of design thinking is radical collaboration and Mm. seeing the people around you as co-collaborators in your life Mm. and so one of the thing one of the activities that we do that i think helps students pull out of themselves is um is an activity that i call ceo of my life and they have to, we go through what an organizational mission statement is, and then they have to write their own personal mission statement. We talk about the role of a board of directors or Mm -hmm. trustees in an organization, and then they have to name six individuals or types of individuals that they think they would like in their life to collaborate with them on making their life better or help them thrive. So I think when people start identifying people around them that they're like, yeah, he's my dad, but he's also a whiz with numbers and I'm really not that great. So I really need him to keep me fiscally on track. And yeah, my mom makes great meatballs, but she is also my staunchest supporter. Mm -hmm. So she needs to be on my board. So it gives people this multidimensionality. And then I, I say to students, even if you write that you need a creative person on your team, but you don't know who that person is, now that they've stated it out into the world, that creative person will mm-hmm. will walk through the door. It's like that word that you never heard, and then you hear it, and mm-hmm. then you keep hearing it. Mm-hmm. I do, I think design thinking really um, depends on the power of the universe to bring things to you once you articulate them out into the world.
1: Mm-hmm. It helps you see all those things that are out there.
0: Yeah, because you've stated it. and Now you're fully aware of it. Mm -hmm. I need a creative on my team. Mm -hmm. And then you meet someone in our class or whatever. And you're like, yeah, that person helps me see the world differently. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think those are some ways. um, And then when they realize also that there is no wrong answer in this, I'm not looking to tell you what kind of life to lead. I'm looking for the effort that you're putting in to thinking about the life you want to lead. Right. So it's a bit different than than other classes perhaps in that way.
1: Mhm. Yes, totally. What uh, so you're halfway through this right now. You're halfway through your 8-week course. Yes. Right. And this is an important week you were saying.
0: Yes. This is the Odyssey plan week. And next week is the prototyping week. So this is where I feel like students are have marinated in this method a little bit. And and they're when they do the Odyssey plans, I think they surprise themselves with the permission to think about their lives in different ways. Mm. And then showing them like, say, for example, the plan three, which is what you would do if you had all the money in the world, and no one cared what what you were doing. Or you didn't care what anyone thought about what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Say you want to open a bar in Tahiti. Mm -hmm. um, And always checking ID. Um, So (laughs) maybe you don't, you know, you know, you're not going to go to Tahiti to open a bar, but maybe you could learn to be a mixologist for tropical drinks. And Mm -hmm. you could do that at your, you know, cousin's baby shower or something, that there are ways to introduce even the things that seem so unrealistic. There are ways to introduce pieces of them into your life. And that can be, again, it's one small step and one small step. And then life design says every time you take a step, every time you do something, you have changed the way the future Hmm. could play out.
1: Which is true, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like Marty McFly and Back to the Future, that's right? right.
1: <laughs> Do your students know Back to the Future? Oh
0: gosh. So that's a course that I would love to teach is 80s pop culture because <laughs> all of my references fall fall flat. Like <laughs> like Jerry Maguire. Uh-huh. I feel like it's a perfect design thinking movie and none of my students have seen it. So uh, But I haven't taken up a class session with showing them that or assigned it for homework. But, um, yeah, my pop culture falls way flat. That's why I've educated my own children in Mm -hmm. Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, Gilligan's Island. All the important shows. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) um, So I think it's important – Uh, You can go from plan one to plan three and come up with something uh, radically different. Like I could say I want to – if I had all the money in the world, I want to be an astronaut, which I'm not going to be because they don't accept astronauts my age, for instance. And I've never flown a plane, all that kind of stuff. Whoops. And – but I could study uh, – Astronomy or moon geology or things like that, if that interested me.
0: Yeah, you could go stargazing. You could Mm -hmm. join a a local group that goes out. You could um, buy a telescope or borrow a telescope. You could join a a museum that specializes in that. You could take trips to Cape Canaveral or wherever, Houston, NASA, wherever they fly out of. (laughs) Um, There are ways to feed that part of you. You could brush up on amateur astronomy and write articles about them Mm -hmm. because that is your wheelhouse Mm -hmm. writing and and do presentations at your local library about becoming an amateur astronomer. So there there are ways you could interview astronauts on this podcast. Right. So there are ways, you know, you're not going to be, I mean, it's realistic as well. There are some things we might Mm -hmm. not ever be able to be. And that's part of the you are here. Mm-hmm. And you don't then berate yourself because you didn't choose to be an astronaut 30 years ago. You say, this is where I am. This is the life I've chosen. But here's how I can go forward. Right. So it, in that way, I think it's, it's very em- empowering because there's no judgment about where you are right now. There's only you are here and you could be there with some just small steps.
1: Mm-hmm. So this is a uh, a life skills course that's really, the end result is very practical, right? It helps students figure out what they're doing here and what they want to do in the future and how to make it all work together.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the techniques and the exercises that we do through, you know, under the umbrella of this bias to action, I tell students, you, you I want to be like Nanny McPhee, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like when, when you want me but don't need me, I'll be gone. And you will have these tools to take with you. You can rewrite your life view and your work view, which you should do every couple of years. You can ideate with mind maps and Odyssey plans. You can break down your day into its constituent moments and find out where you're getting energy and engagement from. So these are methods Mm. to keep using over and over again as you're along the journey of your life. So there's that part. The other thing is, I think, how it plays into academics is that it gives students freedom to think about the courses that they're taking and, and really think about the skills that they're deriving out of those out of those courses, whether it's analytical thinking, whether it's communication, whether it's numeracy, whether it's being able to navigate complex texts and understand it. And it also allows a, a finance major to say, I really love poetry. I think I'm going to take a couple of classes in that while I'm here, because that feeds me in a way that nothing else does. And and I feel like it gives students more breath. Mm-hmm. Breath in terms of just the the ways in which their journey through WestCon could, could go and, and the clubs that they could be involved in and, and that they could interact with faculty and staff on a more meaningful level and be more curious about the people that they come across. That's another thing. Being curious mm. is really part of the design thinking. And so... I think students start to get the blinders taken off, and and then they're also exposed to the fantastic array of resources in the Career Success Center, internships and job shadows and a whole host of tools and instruments on the Career Success website Mm -hmm. Uh, where you can take strength assessments, where you can do mini internships and activities that give you a sense of what it's like to work at a particular place. So I think it opens up possibilities and makes them concrete enough so students can act on them.
1: Mm-hmm. So when life design courses first started here not that long ago at WestCon, a certain number of professors said, what the heck is that? We hate this idea in so many words. How are you finding more acceptance now?
0: Um, That is probably something above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. I did have um, a professor sit through my class, and I think that she was able to um, gain insight into her own life and and see the value of the instruments or the method uh, while she was there, um, but I um, I don't really have access to that.
1: You haven't had that interaction. No, no. I have, and the um, there are more professors saying, "Hey, this fits right into what we're trying to do."
0: Right, With right.
1: All those areas of uh, learning that. A student learns here over the four or more years uh, that they're trying to help students mm, understand, you're kind of laying the foundation for them.
0: I I believe so. I mean, my PhD is in philosophy. I totally get academic rigor and, and teaching students about liberal arts. I also have a degree in accounting. And I personally, this is my personal opinion, that these things can coexist mm-hmm. and enrich each other and i i believe that that this this kind of either is it's just a way of helping students engage with the world around them and when they're at west con for four years or six years or however long it might take them that they can look at this place and kind of wring the neck of all of the resources that are at the university and all the people that come to work every day wanting to help them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that lifting the head up is enabled by this type of class.
1: And you've, it sounds like, have really lived a life design course in your own life.
0: Oh my gosh. Had I known this was a thing? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've taken a lot of different paths. Mm-hmm. I've... I've um, I joke around that I feel like I'm the oldest gig worker that I know. I have a lot of different things that I do. I have a a metaphorical suitcase of skills that I pick up and I take with me. I know how to figure things out. Um, You know, that's what the Google is for after you finish college. (laughs) You, you, you You can go on and find out how to do just about and teach yourself how to do anything. So I've... I have a podcast myself. Um, I've done communications for Great Mountain Forest in Norfolk. I've worked in public accounting. I've worked in the nonprofit center. I write for a magazine. I have a small consulting practice that I do employee engagement training for in the banking sector. you were I, an
1: adjunct philosophy professor here and won an award from the state yes. about for being the best uh, adjunct faculty member in the state.
0: That was very exciting. That was because I came to teaching after a l- not having taught since graduate school. Hmm. And um, that was very rewarding to have students um, feel that I deserve that teaching award. And so that, that was a highlight. Hmm. And I also uh, created and ran a career experience program at Housatonic Valley Regional High School in Falls Village for four years, which I did before I came Hmm. back to the university to teach these classes. So I feel like I've been walking the walk for a long time. Yeah, you have.
1: And (laughs) as you say, it all kind of connects together.
0: It does in my mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing I also try to tell or, or have students understand that they have to understand the narrative arc of their lives. And they have to be able to explain why they chose this job over that job. And and, why, and it's being aware of those decisions. So, for example, for years, when my children were young, I, I coordinated the adult events at Scoville Memorial Library in Salisbury. And and then I went on to do something else and then something else. And and in my mind, there was a very clear relationship because they didn't deplete me of energy for the second shift from three to nine with my kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I could do them part time and the hours worked. Mm-hmm. So those were the criteria that I used to choose what positions that I took. Mm-hmm. Someone looking at my resume might strictly see some Swiss cheese or someone who can't commit, but I have very good reasons for why I'm going from one thing to another, and I'm fully aware of them. And I think what I want students to avoid is waking up 20 years from now and wondering how they got where they were, where there might be good reasons to stay in a job that that isn't satisfying at the moment because your child needs an operation and you need that health insurance or the commute time works for... Your, your spouse or partner, who's also working. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons that go into the decisions that we make. And being aware of them is really important.
1: Mm-hmm. And what's your podcast about?
0: So I co host a podcast with um, Thorin Christian's daughter, who uh, is the editor of Main Street magazine. And we I've been writing for her for a decade. and And then she kind of Kept hammering on relentlessly about starting a podcast. So last January, we aired our first episode after months of stress, (laughs) picking (laughs) microphones and earphones and teaching myself audacity and wondering why on earth this was a good idea. But um, it's about moxie, Uh about people who have grit, resilience, um, chutzpah, courage, And we talk to we listen to people's stories and then we ask them to give a little advice to someone who wants to move their own moxie needle in whatever way makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. So it's been very rewarding. I cannot believe that I know how to sound edit in audacity. And I it's uh, I feel like it's a great accomplishment that we've been able to do this. Mm -hmm. So it's been fun. A lot of work, but it's been fun.
1: Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Great subject too.
0: Yes, yes. And there's lots of people who have it in lots of different forms. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're looking for and a lot of people think they don't have it.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: we've told them, and since we're the podcast hosts, we get to determine <laughs> <laughs> who has it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's been a great experience.
1: And people can listen to it anywhere they find their favorite podcasts.
0: They can, Main Street Moxie, or they can go to Main and, but, yeah, Apple, Spotify, Google, it's its up on all of them.
1: All right. Dr. Mary O'Neill, thank you for joining us today and telling us your great story about this excellent program.
0: Well, it's been my pleasure, and thanks for having me.
1: And now, recorded live from the basement of Whitehall, it's Destiny Samuel.
3: Woo! Just every time you up, yeah. <laughs> nice to be here again. How are you, Paul?
1: I'm very well. How are you?
3: Chilling. I mean, well, I have said you chilling. aren't really chilling. Right? I'm chilling, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's getting to that point in the semester where it's a fight, it's a struggle. <laughs> the assignments are coming in. You should make sure everything stays on the ship that it needs to stay on yep. for me to graduate in May.
1: And in the meantime, this fashion show is going on, too, that you're in
3: charge of. Fashion show. Oh, wow. We're in full swing. The show is happening this Friday, 7 p.m., Ives Concert Hall. But we are having rehearsals every day of the week Mm. now. So it's like we just had a lighting tech with the Peter Puccio. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we started our lighting tech yesterday. We're continuing through today. Then it's just dress rehearsals running through the show, making sure it's tight and perfect for Friday. And also, we just started dropping the episodes to our Grio Gala documentary, our little web series. Um, we actually had an alumni, Crystal Hilton, come back. She used to be a former model, and she went to school for film. So she came back, and she was here the whole entire process, recording, filming, and now it's dropping and people get to see the behind the scenes, which we never have done before. So I think it's so exciting.
1: So are you going to show that at the uh, fashion show or can people see it online?
3: So, yes, we've been dropping it on our page every day. So every day leading up to the fashion show on Friday, an cool. episode will drop. And we will have a screening party November 28th of the entire full length documentary. But we're thinking about playing a trailer like before when people are walking in, doors open. They are just like, oh, what's that? It's like, follow our page and you'll, you'll know more.
1: That's great. And how was Pete when he was working for you? setting up? Uh,
3: (laughs) This team, I'm so grateful for the team we have because I'm one person, so I know I can't be everywhere, Mm. but it's great to have people who are excellent at their job to help pick up the pieces when I'm not able to do those things. I'm a little bit of a control freak. So it's great to have people who are good.
2: Yes, and you've made it very easy for us, so thank you for that.
3: No problem. I try, I try. It's the theater in me, I think. Yes. (laughs) theater performance in me. Yes.
1: So the... You mentioned theater. Are you in any of the shows coming up?
3: Oh, my gosh. Well, I finished my run of Big Love. That was the first show of the season, but we did just have auditions. We finished that. Mm -hmm. So I can officially say I've been casted as Beverly in Fairview, which will be coming out next semester in spring. So, yes, if you have any time, it's the second show of the season. It's going to be a great show. You do not want to miss this one. It's so important, so powerful, and I'm so excited to be starring in it. Yeah.
1: How how does this show, this type of show, differ from Bat Boy, which just came oh. out? What can, is, was that a musical? Yes. Or, oh, I see. Oh, so Bat there's a musical Boy. and a play each semester. Yes.
3: Yeah, so each semester, there are two, usually two plays and one musical. Hmm. Um, next semester, it's actually one play two musicals kind of which is very exciting very new but bat boy um was one of my favorite shows i've seen here in general so funny so camp all of the music is excellent it kind of makes me forget i'm like these are my like i go to classes with people and they're just on stage like absolute maniacs so talented but um that show was a lot more fun even though it did have like a Hidden theme or message about like acceptance and being different and how crowd mentality can change, mm. yeah, that type of stuff. But um, Fairview kind of is about it's a question about race, about how, when I see me as POC living my life, how does that change through somebody else's lens who is not necessarily living my experience? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm going to stop there. But if you have the time to look it up, Fairview, the play, it's a Pulitzer prize-winning play. It's Mm. amazing.
1: How much time do you have to devote to being in that show, then?
3: Oh, gosh. Well, not just that show. In general, um, theater majors, we have 18 hours of rehearsal a week. Mm. So in our handbook, when we first come to the school, we have to sign off We are not allowed to have classes after 6 p.m. because that's devoted to theater time. Like, it's a joke, but it's like, actually, we're not allowed to um, because rehearsals are five days a week from 7 to 10.30. So imagine doing that and then still doing Mm. classes. It's a hard, I would say, ship to manage, but I know the reason why we're doing this, it just makes us more professional and more hireable in the future because we're prepared Mm -hmm. and we're used to this life. Yeah, no
1: kidding. And they can look at, employers can look at you and say, oh, she works hard.
3: <laughs> oh, boy, do I work hard. <laughs> to, for, that's to my major, but still to do all of the other extra that I do because I care about them. Um, oh, gosh, sleep. Sleep is a hot commodity to come by. But
2: That's kind of the constant with the student co-hosts I'm noticing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
3: To be a student leader, the hours you put in, 10,000 hours, I'm saying it's but it's so worth it, I, and I would I don't regret any of it,
1: so you, like all the rest of the students, are kind of halfway through right the mm-hmm. semester so what's your view of how things are here on campus now
3: okay, I'm, i I'm seeing a little bit of burnout just across the board. Uh, Everyone's just kind of like, okay, we're almost there or like Thanksgiving break is like we're aiming for Thanksgiving break. We're almost there. Just get this one last week and get the assignments in or and then we can just relax. So, it's very quiet on campus, I would say. A lot of um the study rooms have been occupied. A lot of the third floor, if you go to the campus center with the beautiful room with the windows, mm-hmm. it's just layers of people with laptops and just typing away because <laughs> it's that time of year. It's like final project season, right. I think. It might not necessarily be final season because... Some classes don't do tests traditionally. Like, all of my final projects have started now. Mm. So, I have like a film project I'm starting to write and create, and I'm turning in my last stomacher um, design project for my costume thing. So, like, everything is starting now at the same time. So, it feels a little overwhelming, but Mm -hmm. I just gotta take it one week at a time and get there.
1: (laughs) And do you like all your professors?
3: (laughs) <laughs> Let's just say, right, my professors at the end of this semester is going to be a, a nice link to visit. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of joking. Well, not really. Um, I would say there's just one that I'm kind of like, oh, like, work with me here. But um, the others are so nice and they're so accommodating, which is really great, especially since have a lot on my plate sometimes, but it's really... I feel like most of them have worked along with us because they know as students what we're going through, especially student leaders, how much we put into this school, so they try to work with us, which is mm-hmm. great.
1: But. Do you want to name names of the ones you don't like?
3: Mm, um... Usually I'd be like, yeah, I don't care, <laughs> but but this one, it tends to tune into things, <laughs> so, and I, I still owe him a research paper, so <laughs> I don't want to push the buttons over there, um, but yes. Oh, but there was an event, which hopefully I, it recurs again, I forgot who hosted it, there was a Pie My Professor event on Midtown Campus last week, and I know they got a lot of hits. I remember... Kathy Cost was there, Daryl Dennis, who I love dearly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for a good cause, I could buy a professor. I could buy a faculty member, you know, just to get some of the stress out. Um, hopefully that happens again, because I know there were a lot of professors that people do not like that did show up. So they got a lot of money from that fundraiser. They
1: should do that once a week.
3: Yes. I mean, it, it will work out. It's a lucrative endeavor, in my, in my opinion. Um, speaking of student events happening this week, just to put you guys on, um, SGA is having Kahoot night on Wednesday from 5 to 6 in the Westside Ballroom. It's just about trivia facts about the university, about the organization, or just anything in general. So if you like free stuff, please pull up. Also, the Psych Alliance is having an event called All About Psych where they're inviting alumni to come speak about their positions, how Westcon has prepared them, and that is happening today, I believe, in Higgins Hall. Um, For all the student leaders, General Assembly is happening on Thursday from 4 to 6 in the Westside Ballroom. All, like... I think every club has to send a representative there. Mm. And I know a panel of speakers are going to be there. It, questions will be answered. It's a great way to mix and mingle with other club presidents or club representatives so you know what they're doing. It's a great chance to collab and network. Um, and speaking of networking and collabing, two of those groups, the Honor Students of Compassion and Rotaract, have collabed from that. And they are meeting to have an event called Animal Blanket Making. And that's happening this Thursday. And, of course... Fashion show on Friday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what time does uh, fashion show start, or when do the doors yes. open? Yes,
3: doors open at six thirty, and the show starts at seven.
1: And uh, what do you got? Do you have to buy a ticket?
3: Oh, yes, yes, yes. So there are tickets available. A few flyers all around, but there is a ticket link if you go to ACSA's Instagram, ACSA underscore WCSU. and our link tree, we do have the link to tickets. Outside guests are $5, but if you are a WCSU member, which means students, faculty, whatever, you can just get a ticket for free. Just make sure you RSVP ahead of time so we know the count of how many people are coming.
2: And Destiny, let's say you live really far away and you can't make it to the show. Show, will it be live streamed?
3: It will be live streamed. Thank you, Peter. Set up by our very own Peter Pucci. And
2: there'll be a link uh, on your Instagram probably at some point for that. Yeah, okay, as soon as I get it to you, right? Yeah,
3: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm happy he said it. All right,
2: boy, you've seen the dark underside of
1: how things work here.
3: (laughs) A little glimpse into how Fashion Show comes to fruition. That's That's right.
2: Veiled threats and, uh, yeah. (laughs) No, it's wonderful. Everything's great. Pointed
3: emails. Yes.
1: (laughs) Is that your last big uh, extracurricular project? For this semester, semester? yes.
3: Oh, my gosh. As much as I love Fashion Show, as much as I love how this has come together, I'm so ready to have my nights back. (laughs) I am so ready to go out, have fun, have a dinner. Go to a party, maybe. You see, just chill, do regular college student things, and not have to run from campus to campus managing, like, 70 people at once. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I do. I do. But it's a little bittersweet. This will be my last fashion show, mm. which is so sad. It's just I've done it for—I've had four fashion shows. I've done it for two years since I've came to campus. Um, And it's a little, you know, my last semester. So for once, I want to watch it. I've never been able to watch fashion show and see what other people see. I think that will be so fun. And especially since the show I'm going to be in in the spring happens directly in the middle of the semester, so I wouldn't be able to make rehearsals. I just think it's best for me to just end it with a bang this time, (laughs) put my heart and soul into it, and then just tie it with a knot and set it off.
1: Yeah. But next semester, when it comes up, you can publicize it then too. Oh,
3: I would definitely will be. <laughs> I will be. You will hear me talking about fashion show. I don't know much about it because I won't be a part of the planning process. But you will. Hear- Guys, are you going to fashion show? Yeah, yeah, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, biggest supporter of it.
1: So, if you want to know any more about the dog blankets or the uh, SGA General Assembly, you can go on the Wow too or. Various other places online. Wow,
3: engage! County. You guys should all have your engage passes at this point. But yes, um, there are multiple ways to learn about it. But also the best way: follow the organizations. If there's anything mm. you hear or any club that you're interested in, follow their Instagram. A lot of them just drop their information there. Or if you see the flyers around, use that. Take a picture, walk. Like remember for next time. It's just it's easy. It's easy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So things are going well for you this year.
3: They are. I mean, they're looking up. I I think when I first started, I was nervous. I was like, oh, God, I'm graduating. What am I going to do later? What am I going to do now? But I think over the course of this semester, I don't know what has happened. I've like, sod. Like, I'm so like, well, what happens will happen. And I'm not nervous about it anymore. Like, I, for my audition, my last audition, because it's my last audition ever in the school, Um, after the director of musical theater here, the chair, he came up to me and he was like, Destiny, that was one of the best auditions I've ever seen you do. Mm. He was. I was like, what? He was like, you were relaxed. You, you came in, you smiled, you did what you needed to do and you left. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it took a lot for me to be like, okay, this is whatever, this is whatever, this is whatever, walk into the room and do it. But he was like, that was exactly what someone who has gone through the process of the school and put their years in here and their training here, that's exactly what they should do when they walk into a room. So that made me feel good, but... It seems that the work that I've put into this school, it's paying off, mm-hmm. and it makes me feel more confident to enter the real world, as they say, quote, unquote, yeah. and the connections that I've made here. So very excited to see what happens after WestCon. And I'll always shout out WestCon because it has changed my life hmm. completely.
1: That's nice. And you get to be the uh, co-host for the next, uh, I don't know, eight months or something Yeah,
3: like that, right? you'll so. keep hearing my voice. <laughs> you can get rid of me that soon. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: We want to hear the whole destination, the whole path and traveling the path. Yes. Kind of thing.
3: destination. I like that. I like that. Destiny's destination. We'll mm-hmm. see where I end up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, are you going home for Thanksgiving or what's that oh, going to be?
3: Oh, yes. I am so ready. I mean, I love WestCon. I do. Once again, I keep saying this, but <laughs> I have not. I live, like, I live in New York um, mm-hmm. and I don't drive, so I don't have any time to actually go home. I don't think I've been home since... The beginning of the semester. Mm. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, So I'm so happy to go home, see some family, see some friends, eat some good food. I think what I am planning on doing on Tuesday is having a Friendsgiving. So I think all of us are going to get together before we have to go home, have a nice dinner. We all cook. And that's my, like, I love you guys. Goodbye. (laughs) And then you go to your your family and you're like, hey, guys, here I am. Cook something for that. So happy to be merry and eat some good food. And uh, what a
1: nice thing to have uh, as part of your college experience—friends you want to spend time with too, right?
3: Yes, of course. You spend so many years learning and meeting these people, and now you're like, whoa, well, wow! You have to make every opportunity to make an experience or a memory, especially because once again, senior year. So, <laughs> doing as much as I can to keep these memories close to my heart.
1: Hmm. You're much more together than I was as a senior <laughs> in college. Uh-
3: Trust me, I think. Maybe it's the pandemic did send it to us, but we are just, like, living for life now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I cherish every moment.
1: Does your mom, is she in charge of Thanksgiving?
3: Oh, yeah. It is an operation. So we every, all the family comes to our house. Mm. So she's decorations out. She's like, this has to happen. She starts cooking at 6 a.m. <laughs> and if she's cooking at 6 a.m., then I'm down there in the kitchen with her at oh, 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> immediately. So, um, and it's supposed to be a potluck scenario, but... My mom also a little bit of a control freak. She will be cooking most of the food, which means I will be cooking half of the food. <laughs> um, so it's a whole it's a whole operation. And then my grandma comes at like one p.m. and we're still doing all the stuff, and we don't actually start eating until like eight. Wow. So <laughs> <That's> <laughs> imagine a lot of cooking. it's a lot of cooking. We have a big family, so I mean it's a fun time, but yeah. the preparation for it the day before it's like we're cleaning. Cleaning the entire house, <laughs> top to bottom. She's like, I will not hear one member say something about my floor. So yeah, she's she's a, she runs a tight ship.
1: <laughs> and do you have any? Uh, she have any specialties that she likes to cook that she's known for? Oh or you're yeah, known for?
3: she's known for her ham. She is mm. in charge of the ham and her turkey. Like so, the meat she has down packed. I am known for my stupid of casserole. Mm. I make a mean sweet potato casserole and a mean mac and cheese. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited to make those. I'm actually thinking, well, for family, we're doing a traditional one, but for Friendsgiving, we're going to do a cultural Friendsgiving. So each of us brings a food from our culture. So I'm thinking I'm going to make some mitai, which is like this dessert. It's like a sweet stick covered with like a ginger sugar glaze. It's going to be so nice. i mm. like, that's from home. And I'm, I am wait to see what my other friends bring from like their cultures. Yeah.
1: Do you have that at your family Thanksgiving, too?
3: Oh, no. That, that's a snack for us. We make that whenever we want to make it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's so at home family. It's more of the traditional, like, big foods for um, Thanksgiving. But I just thought since I, I, my friend group is so diverse, and they're all from different yes. parts, I'm like, I want to know what you guys make. I want to see what you guys eat. So I think that'll be a fun. Mm-hmm. little addition.
1: Yeah, that's great. And do you put marshmallows, those little marshmallows on your... Uh...
3: I don't. Actually, what I do instead of marshmallows, I make like a cinnamon crumble topping, like you see on top of coffee cake. So, and then I'm, my sweet potatoes, I mix with like mm. egg, vanilla, all that. So it solidifies. And then I make like, it's sugar, flour, um, and then obviously cinnamon and brown sugar, and then top that into little crumbs. So
1: Is there any ever any leftover that you can bring back? To
3: I, I will try. <laughs> yes. I will make a big pan this time, um, and I'll definitely get some for you That would be great. More. Then we
1: can have a little tasting contest.
3: Yes. Oh, oh, What what meals do you make? Do you cook during Thanksgiving?
1: <laughs> yeah. We uh, have pumpkin rolls, which are delicious, Ooh. and we'll have some leftover and um, – you know, the traditional turkey and kind of stuff. We have a lot of vegans and vegetarians in our family mm. to come, so we got to uh, figure that out. Luckily, the vegans bring their own stuff. Yes. <laughs> like uh, vegan lasagna where the cheese is made with, hmm, cashews. Oh, wow. I think it's revolting, but <laughs> they have learned to love it, and uh, I won't bring any of that in, but... Ooh. Sometimes we make a regular uh, lasagna too, which is good.
3: Okay, I make. I have a mean, like vegetarian lasagna. I could share the recipe with you. It's yeah, really, we make really a
1: good. spinach lasagna too. So Ooh. it's no meat. It's really good.
3: That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I have to bring that back for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll do an exchange. Yes. All here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Pete will bring some his something his wife makes. There yeah. you go.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Destiny. You've wrapped up that whole uh, half a semester.
3: I have. Oh, my God. My first, my, well, my last first half of the semester. Well, no, spring. Never mind. Oh, yeah. My this last is next first to last. fall semester. There you there go. We go. There we go. Aw, that's bittersweet. Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Time is flying. How well, is We'll happening? have you on
1: the next one, too, so it won't, you can forget about this. let Just move on to the future. True,
3: true. Look ahead. Look forward. That's right. Even.
1: All right. Thank you. See you next time. No
3: problem. See you next time.
1: All right, Pete, great show today. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. I'm Paul Steinmetz, that's Pete Puccio, and this is At
2: WCSU. At WCSU is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volby. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at WCSU Podcasts, and feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at WCSU.edu. Thanks for
0: listening. W. C. S. U.